The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Saturday night victory horns are sounding. And right now they sound for the silent assassin, Vicente Luque. Wins a unanimous decision in the main event of UFC Vegas 78. A workman-like performance out grappling the grappler. And Vicente Luque back in the win column. Went through a lot over the last year to get back in the octagon. And kudos to Vicente Luque for getting it done. Strategy kind of played into his hands. Who knew? And he gets the win. Nicely done. Welcome to the UFC Vegas 78 live post-fight show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Heck, being joined by EKC on the ones and twos. And we have a very special guest. There he is. Joining us. This doesn't happen all that often, but it's always a treat, always a joy, and just a just a straight pleasure to be joined on a post-fight show by the incomparable New York Rick. New York Rick, I feel like I just saw you all last week. It's good to see you virtually again. Did you enjoy the festivities tonight? I did. Um, I think it had a little bit of everything. Um, you know, the card was much maligned heading into it. I, I thought it was passable. I, I enjoyed myself. I had a good night of fights. Um, wasn't the best night, but wasn't the worst night. Yeah. And I think that's what we could expect. Best case scenario from a card like this. And like I said on the the People's Pre-Fight Show, this card is just not going to have a lot of staying power. But anyone who stands there and watches, anyone who sits and watches from start to finish, you're not going to be mad about it. It's not going to be like that bad. But just the aftermath of it's going to last like a day and then it's just going to be done. It's just one of those cards. And Vicente Luque, I think we're going to be talking about him a little bit because a lot was said about what he had to deal with after his last fight with Jeff Neal suffering a brain bleed had to get clearance from the commission to even 
be able to compete on this card. People were very worried about Luke even fighting, not just now, but maybe even ever again after that. Luke went in there and just fought like a different guy. A lot of grappling. RDA just wanted to wrestle, and Luke did very well there. And I thought it was very interesting during his post-fight interview. He said, look, this is something that I've been dealing with. I thought I was going to lose this all. And even in the first round, I didn't want to get hit at all. I did not want to get hit, but goes through five rounds, looked good, didn't get tired. I thought that was going to be a big part of this fight. RDA was just going to wear on him as the rounds went on. But is this Vicente Luque 2.0, New York, Rick? Is that what we saw tonight, the beginning stages of this? Yeah, I have a feeling that we're going to see this version of Vicente Luque moving forward. Um, it's just smarter later in your career. This this is kind of a more effective strategy. Um, he's a he's a very fan-friendly fighter or has been in the past a very fan-friendly fighter. Always able to kind of find finishes, but been in a lot of like guts and glory type fights. And uh, yeah, I think this is this is probably smarter for his longevity, smarter for where he's at in his career in terms of not wanting to necessarily take a step backward and being more willing to take incremental step steps forward than take the risk of of stepping backwards. Uh, so I like this for Vicente Luque. Is it gonna be? Is it gonna maintain his fan friendly style? Maybe not. But at the same time, like to do that to to pretty much at the end pull away from a guy as good as RDA. Um, I have no criticisms of that. I'm I'm happy with that performance. If I'm Vicente Luque, he absolutely just at, by the end was was far far and away the better fighter um, than RDA. So, yeah, I, I expect that this is what we'll see, and I've got no issue with it. If he wants to make one last run or or you know try to get near the top, I think this is the way forward. And of, of course, we all want to see Crazy Man Vicente Luque in there. It's fan, very fan friendly. He's made a lot of these the Mike Perry fight is one of the craziest fights I've ever seen but this is a guy with his with his back against the wall coming off back-to-back losses got knocked out brutally by Jeff Neal we talked about the aftermath and the fallout of that it was important it was more important than anything for Vicente Luque to win this fight he needed this more the pressure's more on him and he got the job done he called for a top five guy next I don't know if he's going to get that but what do you think should be next for Vicente Luque coming out of this? He wants to sit back and chill and just kind of see how things are going to play out. But I don't know. There's there's going to be some interesting guys for him. What do you think next yeah, for I, him? I think it's an interesting spot. I, I don't know if he'll get top five, but if you look around the top 10, it's some guys he's fought, some guys he's not. You know, I, th- I think he's got, you know, one or two fights before you start saying like, hey, he's back in a, in a top contender conversation. Now, do I think that it, the path to that is very easy? Do I think it's it's a guarantee that he's going to, you know, get there? No, not at all. Um, I think I think that top, the top of the division is, is very difficult. We saw him lose to Bilal Muhammad. He's obviously a roadblock um, near the top of the division. So it's it's tough sledding, I think. And because of the fact that he's fought so many different guys, um, they're, they're ultimately going to be a lot of um, – either rematches or having to, to fight somebody down potentially some fight somebody below him potentially if he wants a fresh matchup um but yeah i'm okay i'm okay he if he gets a t- honestly if he got a top five guy i wouldn't have a problem with it um but i think he'll land somewhere closer to the 10 to 5 range um than a top five guy yeah it'll be interesting like if neil magny somehow wins or no i, I don't know he's not gonna fight ian gary because they train together Gilbert Burns is out of the question because they train together. He's not going to fight Usman because they train together. So we're kind of 
you know, we're, we're kind of, we don't have a ton of names and he's fought all the other guys. So maybe a Kevin Holland type. I think that'd be an interesting name. May not be the rank guy, but he's got, got some hype behind him. It's very popular. I don't know. He is in a very interesting yeah. spot though. Holland's behind him and that, and that, you know, obviously has, if I'm Vicente Luque, I probably want to try and fight up it. Wonder boy just lost a fight. Wonder boys uh, above him in the UFC rankings. Match that up. Wonder boy already beat him. Yeah. I mean, look, both of them are in a tough spot. If, if we're being honest, like there's a lot of guys in the welterweight division that have, that have fought, that have been here for a long time and fought nearly everybody. There's going to be some matchups that have to be remade. Um, and, and, if, if they're all going to just wait for somebody who's fresh in the top 10, you're really looking at Shavkat and Hamzat. That's that's basically like what you've got. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're going to have to fight each other multiple times um, and and get and take these opportunities to get close to the title shot. And you don't mind that at all. Let's get the best guys against the best guys. Best that's guys versus do. Let's best guys, baby. <laughs> that is it. And, you know, RDA loses this fight. He doesn't lose a lot here. He, he's still going to, you know, if he wants to keep going, he gets another fight or two. There'll be names for him to fight. He might just kind of be a, another Neil Magny-esque kind of a of a guy throwing a young whippersnapper against him and, and see how they fare. But 38 years old, RDA is, is the man, and he just came up short tonight. You know who came up short tonight? Hakeem Dawadu, and a lot of people were not happy about this, New York, Rick. A lot of people were on Twitter just very upset about this. Even Cub Swanson thought he lost this fight in the end, but gets a unanimous decision. All three judges scored for Cubby. Is this, this is not a robbery, right? It's not a robbery, but maybe a questionable call. Or are, we, are you leading robbery here? I'm not, but every fiber of my being wants to say every close fight <laughs> is not a robbery. And it's kind of just like letting judges off the hook at this point with like every close fight is not a robbery. Like this was, this was rough. It was, it was pretty bad. If, if Cub Swanson at the end of the fight feels like he didn't win it. Um, that's usually a bad sign. That's usually a bad sign for the judging of the fight. Then you look at the actual scorecard to not have um, round two for Dawadu. Um, it, it's, it's rough. I, I'm not, I'm not going to use the, the robbery word, but it's not great. <laughs> And, uh, yes, I mean, what, what, what's to be done at this point? Like we've been, we've been, we've been in these positions. I've not been on this show at those times, but I'm sure there's been a conversation happening just like this one about how egregious the scorecards are. And we just have to move on from it. Unless there is going to be some active, um, measure taken to change this. This is just our reality. And, and we move on and Hakeem Dawadu gets the real rough end of the stick on this one. Um, hopefully, um, there could be something, uh, done to compensate him, but that L is going to be on his record and there's no appeal that's going to overturn that. And that's what we've got. And it's just the most unfortunate part of this. Um, but no, I mean, look, there's some people who I saw on Twitter and, and elsewhere scoring the fight for Cub Swanson saying, you know, you can make right. a reasonable case about rounds one and three. And I understand that round one was extremely close. Round three was Cub Swanson for me. So Yeah. It's it's a possible it's a it's a possible way um, that Cub Swanson won the fight. Giving him round two is where I'm like, okay, what are we what are we doing? What what is the actual metric by which this is being graded? That's that's where my issue is. Not necessarily with the idea that Cub Swanson won the fight. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I scored it for for Dawadu, but I was at first I was like, oh, I don't know about that, but. 
you know, kind of reading what everybody was saying. And then even in our private Slack channel, people kind of talking it through. I was like, all right, maybe I guess, I, I guess we can make a case. That's one I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch, but you know, Cubs Swanson gets the win and let's see where he goes from here. A lot happened on this card. Like the prelims are incredible. It's just it yeah. knockout after knockout after knockout. And then we got the Alan Joe Ben jinx. We're about to break the record. And then we get middleweighty middleweights for the next two fights. Josh Fremd wins a unanimous decision. AJ Dobson wins a unanimous decision. And then Yasmin Lucindo is like, you know what? No one thinks I can grapple with Pollyanna Viana. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and just take her down a bunch and then tap her in the second round, which is insane. But I think, I think the guy we're going to be talking about the most coming out of this card is one Khalil Roundtree Jr., New York Rick, because this guy is just dynamite. We've been waiting for this. We, we've seen the Eric Anders performance. Where we're just like, man, I've never felt worse for a fighter sharing an octagon or a cage with any other fighter. But when Khalil Roundtree just beat the hell out of Eric Anders that entire time, I was like, oh, this is just tough to watch. We all anointed this guy. Here's the next guy coming up at 205 or 185, wherever he was. And it just, he never really got consistent. The the performances, he couldn't follow it with one after another after another. But right now, at this point, since the pandemic, Khalil Roundtree is a bad dude. And Chris Dawkins was looking pretty good in this fight. This is a good little scrap. Dawkins was landing his shots. But Roundtree just with that piston, man, straight left hand. Dawkins' back of his head slams to the mat. Fight should have been stopped right there, but hokey pokey Herb had to let Khalil land two more absolute bombs on him. Khalil Roundtree wants a main event. He wants a five-rounder. This guy's moving up the ladder. This guy's a problem, is he not? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think he's one of the more exciting prospects in that division. It, look, if not for the insane toughness of Dustin Jacoby, that's a that's a four um, finish streak in a row for Khalil Roundtree. It seems like he's putting it together at the right time. The, my thing with Khalil, you know, uh, the performances were up and down, right? Like you're talking about the Andres fight, and then he goes on to lose after that. I think it's more just like the focus. It, it seems like he he vacillates between like being fully committed to fighting and feeling like fighting is something fleeting for him and he has other ambitions in life. He, he seems like a very complex kind of individual. And I think the the focus seems to be where it, where it needs to be right now to make a real run. If, I, if, if I'm calling for main events, um, he wants to be the guy and, and I can appreciate that. And quite frankly, like in a division that needs somebody like that, let's give him an opportunity. I don't have a problem with Khalil Roundtree headlining a fight night. You get it's guaranteed that him or the other guy um, are, are going to be hurt in this fight, and uh, I have no issue with it. So yeah, I'm all for a Khalil Roundtree uh, five round main event on a fight night card somewhere, no doubt. Do it at the Apex. Do it at the Apex, right let's down the do street it. from from Khalil's where Khalil lives. I, I'm trying to like look at the the light heavyweight roster and just kind of see I get like Anthony Smith and Ryan Spanner about the fight. So maybe like the loser of that fight, maybe in a five round main event, that's not a bad sure. one. I saw some people throwing out Dominic Reyes. I was like, like what did Dominic mm. Reyes ever do to you? I don't yeah, want to see that. Let's not, let's not do that. That, that could end up real sad. Just like welterweight, we were just talking about the, the welterweight division. Light heavyweight needs new blood. Like both of these divisions need like welterweight. We're looking at Ian Machado, Gary, Kevin Holland to kind of creep into that conversation and, and start giving this some fresh life. Light heavyweights the same way. So if Khalil Roundtree is getting an opportunity against one of the old guard light heavyweights and breaking into that position, I think everybody would be happy with it. So, yeah, I think I think it's time for him to, to have that opportunity and sink or swim. 
Um, I just talked about, you know, he has a win over Dustin Jacoby, another guy who I'd like to kind of see crack into that, into that um, old guard that's happening at light heavyweight. So yeah, I love it. Main event, Khalil Roundtree. Let's do it. I like it. Any other performances that really, we're still waiting on bonuses. And once we get those, we will let you know who took home an extra $50,000, but any other performance, I guess from the prelims that really stood out to you, anybody like truly impress you tonight? Someone that really wasn't on your radar, but now you're like, all right, I got to keep an eye on this guy or gal. Yeah, there were a few, I mean, honestly, you could say pretty much every single person on the prelims. Like, I mean, we saw a twister from DeMond Blackshear. Yeah. Like there, there was some, there was some really impressive stuff to me. The one that I think will probably have the most lasting impact, you know, just moving forward is going to be that Terrence McKinney's back on track, right? Like he needed one bad. He got one. And now I think there's a lot of fun fights that could potentially made with Terrence McKinney. It's, it's hard to keep kind of pushing him into that opportunity um, if he's on a losing skid and now that he's back on track, I think there's lots of potential fights that could be a lot of fun for him. And man, the unders with that guy, like GC has been making a killing betting the unders on Terrence McKinney fights. And it has, it didn't stop today. Like the under one and a half was an absolute slam. Um, and yeah, gets it down done in round one. Good to kind of see that. And honestly, like on short notice, huge, huge risk there. Um, but good, good to see him back on track. And, and that's the one that I think is going to have the most potential for future matchups. Yeah, it was a really good stylistic matchup for him. And like someone asked before the show started, was it a must win for Terrence McKinney? And I'm, I wasn't willing to go that far, but it was damn close. If there's a step below must win, this this was probably the step below that with, with a guy like Mike. You lose to Mike Breeden, no disrespect to Mike. He can be a dangerous guy. He does have knockout power, but... You lose to Mike Breed and it's not good. That's not a good, that, that, that'd be a pretty bad loss. I agree with that. I think it was a must win from the perspective. If you want to be more than just the action guy, if you want to be more than just like throw you on a prelim and we know that that's going to be guaranteed fireworks. I don't think he was at risk of losing anything there. Cause I, they, they want to keep a guy like Terrence McKinney around. He can promote fights. He can do the social media stuff that he does to get attention. And then he's going to come out and have a, a one round banger. But if you want to be more than that, if you want to be a guy who's actually like moving up and advancing in, in the promotion, you needed to win tonight. And he did. And he looked damn good doing it. So um, good, good for him. Do we just keep sort of building up his confidence again? Like he's not that he's ever lost it, but in terms of step up, do we go crazy with them? Do we throw him in like top 30, top 35 territory again? Or do we just kind of slowly build him up if there's opportunities and he's ready to go? Just doesn't really matter who the opponent is. I think it could be either, right? He seems like the guy who, he, I mean, he, he he mistakenly seemed like he wanted to fight next week. And then he was like, okay, maybe give me a month. Um, <laughs> I think whatever, whatever's available for Terrence McKinney, if, if it's a, if it's a guy in the top 20 ish, um, great. If it's not, I think he'll take that fight and keep building and get himself on a streak. You know, he was, he was second away from completely starching Drew Dober. Like he's, he's there. It's, it's just putting it all together um and and not getting clipped himself and and having the gas tank so yeah i don't have a problem if if it's a if it's a rank if it's you know a guy who's on the edge of the rankings um or somebody who's just like a, a matchup like this where it's like hey let's let's get him another w i was super impressed with uh jacqueline amarim tonight she looks yes. incredible i that was one of the fights i had big questions about it i was 
I was thinking either Amarim is going to submit her in the first round or she's going to lose the decision, kind of like what happened in the Sam Hughes fight. Boy, did she shut up a lot of people when it came to the gas tank and not being able to wear herself. Two 10-8 rounds, at least on two of the judges' cards, and then freaking Tony Weeks comes along and is like, yeah. no, I guess there are, are, there's no such thing as a 10-8 round. Like, what the hell else are you looking for? And then Ruiz... To the point where the down. broadcast yeah. was asking about 10-7, that they're like, is that possible? Um, it was it was completely one-sided to that point, for sure. Yeah, third round, Ruiz gets her down, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, maybe she's starting to, to gas. And then she sweeps beautifully with like a Kimura and then just gets on top and just starts punching yeah. her in the face and gets the finish. She's going to be a good addition to this division because she's just going to keep getting better. She's got to get a little more experience under her belt, and a win like that going to round three and getting a stoppage as opposed to just continuing getting 100% finish rates in round one huge learning experience for her and the Sam Hughes loss. I think it's going to be a very important chapter in her career. So good win for her. Good win for Martin Boudet for sure. I thought that was going to be a heavyweight over if there ever was one. And he was like, nah, I had things to do. There's parties in Vegas. I'm going Isaac Dolgarian wants to get out of the RV. What a performance from him, dude. He oh. beat the hell out of Francis Marshall. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we have performance bonuses yet, but he uh, hopefully he can get out of the RV. That was that was an impressive one. Yeah, he looked real good. First first fight in the UFC. He was off of uh, looking for a fight, and gets it done. Trying to get back in there, and he gets a great win. So, uh, still waiting on bonuses, but for the time being, we could bring in E. Casey Lydon. Hi. Oh, by the way, I, I think we should mention one thing. Um, oh. Show of hands, who lost their ESPN Plus stream during this card? Oh. <laughs> that would be all of us and i would assume most people watching this as well yeah. um a little hint a little thing i never discovered though uh, i actually did see it but i never used it if you watch these if you have the espn plus hulu bundle and you go to hulu and watch you get no commercials it's like if you oh. ever yeah if you like when you cover an event rick like and you're sitting in the back and they have the tv going and instead of going to commercials they yep. just have like the overhead of like the crowd in the octagon just sitting there. That's all you, that's what you see on Hulu. It's tremendous. It's wonderful. It's, it's a great experience. One of my favorite experiences. So yeah, I, I used to work at ESPN. Um, spoiler alert for anybody who's not aware. Um, and our feed also did not cut to commercial. And when I, when I left, it was weird getting used to that. It was really weird getting used to that. Um, so yeah, that's that's a listen. If you're a fan out there, Mike just Mike just dropped a, a nugget, I, a golden I don't know. nugget. For I, you. I'm I'm really into watching this Home Depot <laughs> this Home Depot commercial for the ten thousandth ten thousandth time. They do um, play them on a on a loop yeah, quite a it's bit. Like, it's yeah, like three commercials, but um, the the, the, low Insta, the the Instagram commercials are cute. I'll say that. So yeah, <laughs> they haven't got they haven't killed my soul yet. But um, two of the questions. Yeah, let's go to the question. Still waiting on bonuses. I don't know what the hell's going on. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down, and new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're, you're, you're like falling out of the box. That's All that's right. me. <laughs> do do do. Uh, where are we at? Oh, first question. Uh, Hank Hill, a guy named New York Rick on with a guy in a Boston hat. Yes, we're all friends. We're all friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too old to start fights with Yankee yeah. fans and all that stuff. I think I think it also helps. I don't like claim New York sports teams. You know, like there's I like Yankees, no interest. Same, same they they are this they have the same weight to me as the Boston Red Sox. The family never passed those down to me, so yeah. no contentiousness. There you go. Um, uh, just um, oh, some, you you you, you kind of brought you brought her name up, but uh, just Bozo was also Mr. Bozo was also very impressed. With Jacqueline, um, I was. This is the one fight I was. I like getting fight. I, I like getting things wrong, and man, I was way off on this one. I thought, um, actually, I, I didn't realize that maybe the two year gap. I thought she'll be Montserrat would be better, but I don't know if she regressed or. She, I don't know. She just. I don't know if she looked really bad or Jacqueline looked really good or probably a combination of both. But um, it it looked like. A like a brown belt versus like a blue belt in there. Like I, I it was um just such a bad beating that she took, and um yeah um yeah just that was just a super dominant victory. Yes, sir. We have bonuses. Ooh. Okay. Uh, no fight of the night. There is no fight of the night. So four Anyone? performances. Yeah. Who wants to take guesses? I'm gonna say Rocket round tree. Round tree. He probably gave two just for the heck of it. <laughs> um, Lucinda, two. Oh, uh, McGee, mm-hmm. uh, McGee, 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 three. McKinney. Oh no. Oh McKinney. Oh, oh, oh man, I mean, there's so many to choose from. Uh, Blackshear. Twister. Yep, there you go. Oh, Twister. Yep. 
Yeah. Poor Isaac Dolgarian. Even though those are four really good ones, man, there's another four like here. It was, it was, it was one of those. Um, no matter Alan Joban's uh, jinxing, that that early start was was incredible. It was absolutely uh, San- yeah. Santos didn't get one. Yeah. How did Amrim not get? Amrim didn't get one. Two ten eights yeah. and then a third round finish. That's that's tough. When I think about these, I always go flash. I'm like, what's the flashiest? That's that's kind of how I I tend to think of these and served me yeah. well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, wow. Okay. I thought, yeah, I thought, I, thought, I thought Cubby and Hakeem were going to get. Was that fight of the night? Even though no fight was not. No, no. What would that have been, fight of the night? Oh, mm. yeah, for sure. Okay, that's a good question. Sure. Yeah. What other? What other one? Um, there were no, no other close fights, even. Yeah. I mean, the Dobson. None of the middleweighty middleweight no, fights no, are going to get definitely it. Definitely not that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and yeah, everything yeah, else it, ended it, like in the first round, or was just a complete. One, trucking yeah. so it, w- it would have been by default but i i like the four performance bonuses better for sure All right. yeah Luana Santos we'll just trucked juliana miller in the first fight too so yep she didn't get one right she missed no. out no. yeah she missed out yeah I'll, I'll still never quite understand the logic of how they do bonuses but <laughs> whatever yeah she uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. I like I like this comment. Uh-oh. Cub Swanson's fight strategy. Bring adorable family cage side to sway judges. Hey, listen. It's not bad. It's a great strategy. Think about that. You're in, you're in an almost empty apex. The judges are there. You can hear everything. And the judges look over, and there is Cub's beautiful family, his three beautiful <laughs> children, all wearing their glasses, cheering on dad. And if it's a close round, ain't no way you're giving up, you're giving that round to Hakeem. If I was that, in that, that seat, if I was in that seat, you better you better believe it's the MJ meme. F, <laughs> F them kids. I don't care. I don't care. I do not care. But it's a good the strategy. Be- yeah. The best part about that was Cub's wife was so confident Cub won. She was like, yeah, yeah I knew you won. And then Cub's like <laughs> clapping. <laughs> was like clapping for Daudu. It was just wild. She she had no doubt that Cubby yeah. won that fight. But, but by the way, I will say, like, there's lots of fights where I think the fighter kind of doesn't have the best assessment of it. It's it's too fresh. It's in the moment. The action feels different. He thought he got the worst end of it, but there's probably, you know, he, he will watch it back and either have the same opinion or a different opinion. And I don't think that's really like a great indicator. Like, I know a lot of people will be like, yeah. even Cub thought, thought he lost, but I don't think that that's a, a super great indicator. Um, after yeah, you've been in a fist fight. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, you'll see that all the time. Like for, if you're if you're a high level fighter, if you get punched hard in a round, you all, you kind of already consider that round a loss. You're like, well, I shouldn't have got touched. You know, it's like you consider every time you get touched a loss. So uh, yeah, that's just Cub being just a high level professional. That's all that was. And, and also just being honest. Hey, and didn't honest. think I got that one, but I'll watch it back, and maybe I did, and that's completely fine. That's a completely yep. fine kind of thing to say. Interesting agree. too. Um, I think would would have we would have we been oh not okay if it but if that was if that was a split decision rather than a unanimous decision because say <laughs> Sal Demato is it Sal Demato that gave second round yes it was so say yeah. Sal gave that round the correct way gave it to Hakeem it would have still been a victory for Cub you still got two judges so it wasn't just Sal I mean it was really the round one the close round one I think I'm just I saying. think it. 
I think it would have been more palatable, but the 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 thing operating against it is man, like a lot of people are kind of keyed in on the fact that they showed a live betting line and he was minus a thousand or greater, I think that would do when, oh, when the that fight ended. And man, if you're if you're sitting there thinking like, yeah, like Vegas has this as a foregone conclusion, and then all of a sudden Cub wins the unanimous decision the other way, I feel like that's that's contributing more than than the fact that it wasn't a split. But to be honest, like people the people who want to claim robbery always claim robbery, and the people who don't care to don't care to. So we're not changing hearts and minds here with anything. If I if I I, I do forget about the betting side of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Vicente uh, Luque just uh, said a name. Said a name. Who we got? Dustin Poirier. Wow. He'd be happy to welcome Dustin. He was asked about Dustin because Dustin said, I'll move move up. But I think Dustin Mm. already kind of explained. Mm. I think Dustin kind of already explained what that's all about. Like, I'll go up and fight Nate because he tweeted that after the Jake Paul fight. So I don't think he's going to – Dustin Poirier ain't going to fight Vicente Luque. No. It's not going to happen. That's not it. But I like the gusto. Yeah, I, I've been I've been calling for Dustin Poirier and Colby Covington nonstop, uh, and, and to the point where Ariel asked Dustin about it on the show. Not that he wouldn't have anyway, but he kind of threw me under the bus as he asked about it. And Dustin said explicitly, like, I'm not a big 155. I'm really not that interested in going up to 170. It feels more like he wants the Conor McGregor method of big fights with lightweights at 170, right? You want to fight... I want to fight Michael Chandler, but not have to cut weight. That's that's the 170 fights I think he's interested in. I don't think he's interested in fighting uh, Vicente Luque. All due respect to Luque, but that's just not yeah. the, the one that's going to get him where he needs to be. Agreed. Yeah. All righty. What else we got here? Uh, but, oh. I mean, it's not bad. Like, if you're Vicente Luque, take the shot. Why not? Whatever. Yeah. Everybody else above is somebody you fought or, you know, I mean, not If you're asked him. about... If you're asked about the guy, what are you going to say? No. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fight him. Of course I would. He's one of the biggest stars of the sport. I loved Khalil Roundtree's answer for you know, the, the classic. Who, you gonna, who do you want next? No name. Just give me someone higher and give me a main event. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Because I, it's I also, can't think of it. Yeah. It's very easy. It's easy to execute, right? I, all I want is a main event. You find the opponent for me which by default will mean that they're highly ranked, right? Because you're not putting, or at least semi-highly ranked. You're not going to put somebody in a main event who's not. It works. It works perfectly. I love that. Did you, uh, what we got? What we got? Uh, oh, uh, I guess a little, a little bit kind of negativity, but um, what happens to these two gentlemen? Uh, who is more likely to get cut, JP Bays or Christakis? Both one or none? What do you think, uh, J- Greg? JP Bays is cut for sure. Like I don't think there's any any chance that he's not. The dude's just been knocked around in all of like it. It has not go- it has not gone well. He needs he needs to be outside the UFC, build himself back up. Maybe he gets back there, uh, but I don't th- I don't think his UFC run is going to be much longer. Um, Dawkins, I feel like you know. He got a, a pretty bad matchup in his uh, light heavyweight debut. Like the chin, the chin has already been touched a few times, and you're gonna put him in there with a guy whose like entire style is to headhunt and kick legs and break you down and then knock you out. Like, not the best stylistic matchup for him. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him have another chance at a different light heavyweight. Um, see if see if he could have some success there. Um, 
but at the same time, like, look, maybe he needs a reset as well. Like there's, there's, there's not a lot of places to hide when you're in the UFC. It's just the reality of the situation. Um, it's been a rough go, but I'd, I'd be okay. I think if he, he got another one, um, against a different light heavyweight. Yeah. Dude, Doc is Dominic Reyes. That's the fight. That's sure. the fight. I like that one better. That, yeah. That's the one. I don't. That's the one. If I'm Chris Dawkins, I go farther back. Whoever I asked, you got to ask the UFC who is the worst to a fighter <laughs> and give me him. That's where Dawkins is, and I think in his career right now, four straight losses, four straight knockouts. Yeah, that, that's bad. That's I mean, I mean, and Chris Dawkins, he has to be. I'm, honestly, he's got to be looking at his health and his, and he's got in the in the long term right now um he could well, he, he was the cop right he was he was the guy he's he a cop, cop yeah he, cop, cop. he quit he quit his job de- devoted everything to fighting turns out once he did that he got knocked out knocked out knocked out knocked out he's not making a lot of money getting all these getting knocked taking a lot of brain damage um so i think i honestly i think ray is is uh, I, it makes sense it makes sense but i'm um, doc as i go farther back that's all. Yeah. I mean, all there's right. really How much not further much further back can you go? Yeah. Go. There's like 35 yeah. light heavyweights in the UFC. There's, and that includes not- Alexander <laughs> Gustafson, who may I, not ever fight again. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Dawkins like do a little bit of a self imposed kind of step back, right? Like he seems like a very reflective, intellectual um, type dude. He seems like somebody who's, who's going to treat this as his profession. And not just the like guts and glory. I want to get in there and show everybody and smash it. Like he, he seems like the type of dude who has the right perspective on this. So um, I think he'll do what's kind of best. If he if he thinks he he has one more where he can see where he's at, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. But I also could see him saying like, "Hey, I'm going to sit out for a bit, really work on things, figure this out, and and come back." Um, but yeah, I mean, t- like, look, do we? I don't think we want anybody to lose their job period no. like point blank starting yeah, that's, from that that's position why I, I really don't i really, I don't really yeah. like these questions that's why i meant that's kind of negative but yeah but we have to be real about like how the ufc operates like this is this is a rough go um i think the i think the division change always you know if it's successful it gives new life if it's not successful it can be really bad it can look really rough yeah and bays is just i think he just kind of needs like a fresh coat of paint, go back sure. on the regional scene, build it back up. Cause he actually looked like he looked decent until he got knocked out. Like he was having moments. He was winning some exchanges. Then he just got melted. He's not a Bantamweight. He's not yeah, a Bantamweight. He's, he's not. a flyweight. He's a flyweight. Montel Jackson just kind of took his chin. Cause he knocked him down like 14 times in that fight. Yeah. He's got to stop fighting a Bantamweight. Go back to flyweight, get it together. He, dude's been through a lot. JP Bays is like the definition of this sport is brutal. Like it just can be brutal for you. So what a story would be comes back, goes on the regional scene, wins four or five fights, dude trains and lives in Vegas. It's not like opportunities can't come. He's, he's in the right place. Maybe they come calling. He comes back, wins a few fights at 125, goes on a little bit of a run. Be a great little story. Love a comeback story. I, I think JP can find his way back, but He's going to have to go somewhere else first. This is not the UFC of yesteryear. The path back to the UFC seems easier than ever just because yeah. they they need talent. They need guys who and girls who, who are of the caliber who can kind of fill out these cards. 
And yeah, there's no shame. Like you, you, I mean, you know, this is a very extreme example, but you look at a guy like Brandon Moreno where he was gone, he comes back and now he's the freaking man. Like there's just, there is a path, there is a path to this. And I don't think it's any shame to kind of step away and, and reset and then come back. He's only 27. Yeah. He's only 27. He's got plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, where does Cub Swanson go from here? He's won four or five at Featherweight. To me, he should fight in front of a crowd. That was his fourth yeah. straight Apex fight. So uh, I will give my pick for this tomorrow on on to the next one with my best friend, AK. But what do you want to see next for him, gentlemen? I have no idea. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know either. Because the yeah, only thing I crowd, care about yeah. is like a fun fight. You know, like I know that's like a lame kind of category, but like I just want to see a fun fight for him. And I don't know what that is um why can't we do the freaking uriah faber fight like they both want it like why i mean can't they've wanted that? it but i don't think the ufc wants to pay for that one because I, I don't think, think i think i think yeah that's a great price tag. i think faber has a price yeah. tag and faber faber's cost on that one is not going to be conducive <laughs> to being made okay. i mean maybe ufc 300 when the when the when the purses are are you know maybe the purse strings are a little looser at that point and they go, hey, it'd be cool to have Uriah Faber on UFC 300. Let's put him in a fight with Cub Swanson. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty great. But I don't know. I don't know that that's happening, and I really don't know what the, what the fun fight out there is. But that's what I want to see. Obviously, um, we're we're in that territory, right? Oh, you got one. Oh boy, <laughs> that's fun. That's Swanson definitely land where that, that's a very winnable fight for Mr. Swanson. It uh, doesn't throw it doesn't throw Swanson too in the deep end. Well, you know, at his age and for Nate, that's a great fight. And you know that it will be a fun fight. Is Nate, Nate's coming off a loss, right? He's who do you lose? Lost to? Danny Gay. Yeah. Danny, Danny Gay. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I think I don't I think mind is, it. I, I don't mind it. I don't Honestly, mind it. if you say I want somebody to be in a fun fight, I should have thought like, Who's somebody that's in every fun fight and Nate the Train is is the answer? So yeah, it makes sense. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I wonder, I just wonder where Cub is at. Like, what is he thinking about like what he wants to do and who the fights are? Is he is he selective about the names? The fact that he fought Hakeem to me says, like, hey, I know where I'm at. Like, I just want to fight like tough guys that are gonna give me a good fight and I'm gonna test myself and put on a performance. And I think Nate the Train's definitely in line with that. So why not? Let's let's do it. I like that too. Good shout. Good shout. Um, that it? I think we're good, gentlemen. Hey, listen, Great. listen. This is this is what we expected, right? We got a card that was pretty decent to watch. It was entertaining, and there's going to be very little aftermath from this, and that's fine. And it just showed. Every <laughs> everybody got a little bit of shine. Everybody got their name mentioned who got wins. That doesn't happen on every post-fight show, but with cards like this, we get to spread the love a little bit more, and I and I respect that. So, Casey, you can go ahead and hit and hit the music because guess what, folks? It's officially – well, we're not quite there. We're about an hour away from <laughs> UFC 292 Fight Week, everybody. Going back to Boston. We're going back to Boston. I will be there. Jose will be there. It's going to be a fun time. You're going, you're going to Boston? You're not, is, you're not going to the watch party? You're not doing the watch party in New York? You're going to be in Boston? Oh, no. We're going. No, I'll be in New York, too. I'm going to Boston oh. for everything but the actual fights. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I fly out first thing Saturday morning to New York. 
doing the watch party. I would never oh. miss the watch party. Okay, Even okay. With the, the, the New England boys. I love that. I love the New yes. Englanders. It's exciting. Visit some family. We're just okay. we're, we're making it a, a vacation. Oh, okay. A work vacation. It's not, so it's not really a vacation. Just gonna see some peeps and cover some fights. It'll be great. So uh, I'm excited. The card's good. We did lose Cody Garbrandt, so we have Mario Batista versus the dreaded TBD, <laughs> and hopefully we can figure out who the TBD is going to be. But thank you all very much for watching. Hope you enjoyed the card. For Casey, for New York Rick, I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody. listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.